Hello and welcome to another episode of Positively PCAVs, the podcast brought to you by Perth and Kinross charity PCAVs. This week is Carers Week, so we have handed over the reins for a very special episode brought to you by our carers team. It's packed full of carers' own stories and information about the help and support that's available. We hope you enjoy the episode. This week, we are so excited to have the podcast being taken over by the PCAST Caters Hub to celebrate Caters Week. So, Amy and I are joined by a whole host of the Caters team. We are here with Jill from Young Caters. Hi there. And Maisie, who's also from Young Caters. Hello. Jenny, who is from our Young Adult Caters team. Hello. And Emma, who has kindly agreed to join us from Young Adult Caters too. Hiya. Hello, how's everyone doing? Not bad at all. So on this week's episode, we're basically going to hand over to the Carers team so they can tell us all about Carers Week and everything about being a carer in the community and how best to support them. So guys, tell us all about carers and all your roles within the Carers Hub. So I'm Jenny, I'm the Young Adult Carers Support Worker. Um, so Young Adult Carers are people aged 16 to 25. Um, so the support we offer at PCAVs for our Young Adult Carers is one-to-one time, uh, group support, trips, residentials, um, funding and education and employment support. I fit in right at the start of Jenny's age bracket, so you know, big up 16 gang. I take advantage of quite a lot of the things that Jenny and the Young Adult Carers Hub provide and it's pretty good. Hi, I'm Jill. I'm the Young Carers Coordinator. I've got the great uh, honour of being uh, covering for uh, Katie Marshall's maternity cover. She's off and will be back later in the year. Uh, we as a team provide one-to-one support, respite trips and things very similar to the Young Adult Carers. We're also able to offer some extra counselling and education support through tutoring for our young carers too. So I'm Macy, I'm one of the young carers support workers and I work alongside Jill on the young carers team. Um, so I'm responsible for providing one-to-one support, help running the respite groups, organising the day trips and residentials and referring the young carers into the counselling service and tutoring service that Jill mentioned before. Excellent, thank you everybody. So can you tell us a little bit about what Carers Week is all about? Um, so Carers Week is a national initiative. The Carers Trust lead up the, the programme each year and every area uh, invests in their own approach to opportunities uh, that they do. Um, for us in PCAVs, it's a great opportunity for us to recognise and celebrate the contribution that carers of all ages make. We've got an adult carer service as well as the young adult carers and young carers. Um, we try and increase awareness of uh, carers and what their life is like so that there's a better understanding in the community about what caring involves. Um, I think a big thing is it's an opportunity to help uh, people identify themselves as a carer and maybe connect with us for some support uh, that might help them in their caring role or to enjoy life out with caring as well. Um, but the most important thing for us, certainly in the Young Carers team, is that it's a chance for us to connect carers, have some fun uh, and kind of bring people together in different ways. Are there any key events that you guys would each like to highlight that are going on that you'd love to tell people about? 
from a young carer's perspective, so Maisie and I and the team, um, they've been working really hard on a couple of family events. There's a local scavenger hunt and uh, the quiz taking place later in the week. But the big thing for us, we're really excited that Julie from our education attainment service is launching a new animated film that young carers themselves have put together, which will tell the story and bring caring to life. That sounds great. Um, Jenny, is there anything going on in Young Adult Carers that you'd love us to hear about? Yes, yeah, so with the Young Adult Carers, um, we've got a virtual programme running. So a group activity on every day for the Young Adult Carers. Um, so that's going to be including things like a virtual walk, walk and talk, um, playing heads up, which is a bit like charades or charades, um, mindfulness and Carers Week quiz as well. Um, so we've also got a young adult carers survey that we're going to be promoting so we can be um, ensuring that we're doing the best job to support our young adult carers. Um, and we've also got daily videos that we'll be posting from our young adult carers and doing videos talking about their caring role. Wow, there is so much happening and we will get a chance to chat to Amy later as well to find out what's going on with the adult carers. I don't think people understand what it's like to be a young carer and I don't think they understand how hard it is and it's just really hard sometimes when you've got school and like clubs and maybe stuff like that on. You have to grow up fast when you're a young carer because if you don't know what's going on then you kind of can't help. I was four when I became a young carer so I had to learn how to push my mum in a wheelchair, um, change tubes, um, help, like know where our crutches were, know where our medicine was, and that was quite difficult. Just, just being a young carer is stressful enough. It's, it's not, it's not an easy job. People uh, look at you and then they, they don't know what you're feeling from the inside. If some random stranger that was a carer came in and said, "Oh, I'm going to look after your mum." I would blankly refuse the offer because they don't know her. I do. I've obviously known her since I was. Yeah, they don't know everything. So even though they might have the right qualifications, they don't have the right support. But I wouldn't know what to do my with myself because I like um do it daily. I may not have to put the tubes in anymore, but like I still remember how like, and I still need to like maybe tell her to like take her pill or do this or that and then I just then I just feel like I just go tell like some random person that I don't know oh yeah you need to go like this because like it's almost been like embedded in me that I need to do it mm -hmm. now and, like yeah. I wouldn't be able to stop doing it because like I've done it for so long. It's always good for you to talk to someone and let out all the words that you can't let out to your family maybe because that's who you care for. The best thing about being a young care is that we're always big one family and have been like going through similar to the things that you've been going through and like they've dealt with stuff like this and it's good to have this opportunity to have a break from stuff and like have these people like the reason that I like being a young carer is that you get opportunities to do activities and stuff with the PCAVs group gives you like a sense of belonging 
Because at school, even though you might know people around you that are going through the same thing, there's not a lot of them. Whilst here, everyone's obviously here for different reasons, but like the same. The reason I like because really supports you and makes you happier when you just keep getting shouted at just for not doing something. My first key worker when I came here was Chris and to this day he left like two years ago Um, he has still like made a huge like good effect on my life and just yeah and just helped me so much in such a difficult time in my life. So I am here with Maisie Stewart McElwraith, who is one of the workers in the Young Carers, and Jill McShay, who, as she said earlier on, is maternity cover for our coordinator. Katie, hi both, how are you doing? Hello. Hi Jenny, doing good? Yeah, well, thank you. Excellent. So we are going to have more of an in-depth chat about the work of Young Carers. So to start us off, could one of you tell us what we mean when we talk about a young carer? So a young carer is um, a child or a young person aged between 5 to 15 who provides care or assistance to a family member and that family member can be any age and they care for them because they have a disability, a mental health issue, they suffer from a chronic or terminal illness or they have relating to drug or alcohol misuse. In terms of the day-to-day experience of being a young carer, what does that mean? How would that impact uh, someone's life? So it can impact them in many ways. Obviously, young carers can have both emotional and practical caring roles. Um, So quite often, those responsibilities are those that are usually linked with an adult. Um, So the effects can be lack of time to play or have their own leisure time. Quite often young carers have difficulties making and maintaining friendships. Um, They can quite often feel isolated and feel like they have nobody that understands. They suffer from high levels of anxiety and stress. Quite often young carers can suffer from bullying, especially in the school settings. And they struggle some young carers struggle with um, education and their attainment, etc. at school. So what support does PCAV's young carers team offer to young people who find themselves in that situation? So the service supports young carers um, with their emotional, social and educational needs by running residential and day trips for young carers. So that gives them the opportunity to meet new friends, try something new, get a break from their caring role. We run fortnightly respite groups, um, which are broken down into six different categories. And that offers them time again, away from their caring role, opportunities to meet friends, again, trying new things they might not get to try otherwise, for like making things like arts and crafts, having movie nights, playing games. Um, We offer one-to-one support which gives the young carer an opportunity to chat through their caring role and anything that 
might be an issue for them at that time. We can offer family support, information and advice. And obviously, like Jill mentioned earlier, we've got our education attainment service, which can offer tutoring to young creators as well. Wow, so there is so much going on. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what young carers are doing during Carers Week for local young carers? With this being quite a different Carers Week to normal, where we're having to do a lot of things remotely. Yeah, so usually in Carers Week, we take the opportunity to host our annual Young Carers Consultation, which is a big event that we host, which we tend to consult with the young carers and the families about what support would be best for them in the upcoming year but obviously as we're not able to do that this year we've had to look at how to do things a bit differently so so the survey will go at the end of this week we are hosting a virtual quiz which takes place on zoom that will be hosted by megan and myself and partaking in that will offer you the opportunity to be entered into our prize draw as well taking part in our family scavenger hunt. So can you can either of you tell me a little bit about how you guys are continuing to support young carers outside of Carers Week during this current situation where it is quite difficult to meet with people in person and we're having to be a bit creative about how we do that? Uh, so Young Carer Service during Corona has been a bit different. I just started a few weeks before lockdown. And uh, so, as Maisie said before, it had been a lot about coming together with groups uh, and one-to-one. So none of that has been possible. So our fabulous team of support workers have been using video calls and telephone calls to to offer support to young carers and family. We're sort of in contact with around 80 to 90 uh, young carers or family members every week at the moment across the team um, some some of the young carers are not that keen to chat on video call uh, and phone which has been quite interesting so we, you know, we, we have to just keep the contact up as much as possible uh, and quite a bit of time has been spent chatting with, with mum, dad, parent or guardian just seeing if there's anything we can do to, to help um, with the situation at present because we've not had groups, we have had the fantastic opportunity to give some funding out to young carers. Um, Perth and Kinross Council, uh, along with uh, Carers Trust and Share Care Scotland, have all got funding that they've uh, provided to PCAPs. Um, and as a result of this, we can sort of work with a young carer to identify if there's something that would make life a little bit easier at this point in time, give a bit of respite at home or in the garden. And so we've been able to award grants to uh, over uh, 40 young carers since the start of lockdown. Um, And that's been used a lot to buy things like bikes or garden play equipment or technology that's allowed people to, the young carer to have a bit of time out, uh, some time for themselves, burn off some energy or get through some of their kind of work or social things that they like to do online as well. So very much virtual. Um, and kind of lots lots of sort of contact still happening, but just in a different way. Um, and maybe one thing just to mention is with the kind of young carers being out of school um, a lot earlier than planned uh, with lockdown, uh, a lot of pressure, as Maisie mentioned earlier, around um, education and worries about not being in school and going back to school afterwards. Um, so our tutoring service has been expanded through some other funding. Uh, and just last week, we offered 51 uh, one-to-one tutoring sessions for a range of young carers. That's supporting them to keep up with their, their school work and learning over this time. 
So just taking very different approaches just to make sure that we, we can keep supporting as far as we can. Wow, that's fantastic. So you guys have been extremely busy. Yeah, I think it's interesting actually working at home. I don't know what Maisie thinks. I think for me it's it's been busier than ever because we've got more contact time one to one, even though it is by phone. Yeah, so just uh, lots more time uh, on video chats and uh, writing up case notes. It's been busier than ever, applying for funding. So it's all, but all good. Makes the days go quickly. So the theme of Caters Week this year is making caring visible. What would you guys say are some things to look out for in friends, in um, young people that we're working with to identify people who might be young carers and might benefit from some support? So when working with a young person, I think things to look out for, a young person's attendance at school or a community group, etc., isn't always up to scratch. You know, if someone's regularly late or if someone's handing in homework or assignments late and things like that, that might be an indicator that someone's got a caring role at home. Things like someone constantly being, you know, a bit withdrawn or not being able to concentrate or it seems like their mind is somewhere else, that might also be an indicator that someone's taken on a caring role at home. I think for, for, for young people, you know, sometimes you, you're you used to your friends being sort of bubbly and chatty, and if, if your friend becomes a bit quieter and um, maybe seems a bit more stressed about things, it's just, yeah, you know, we all have down days and such, but it's maybe just thinking, right, actually, maybe there is some pressure at home or some... So some more that they're having to do that's making life a bit difficult and um maybe just talking to them and asking them about about things see if they, they might want to chat about it thank you both that was some really helpful information and i hope uh, folks will take that away with them thank you for chatting to us and i'm sure we'll speak to you both again soon Thanks, hi i'm emma i'm 16 and i'm a young adult carer with PCAS. I care for my mum, uh, who's physically disabled. She's got rheumatic arthritis and she's got lupus as well. So that means that, you know, day to day, we don't know whether she's going to be able to get out of bed. So I've got to like pick up quite a lot of the slack on that. So I think that being a young carer has the advantage of being really independent. Like I can go about my day and do everything that needs done. And I don't need anyone to tell me. Like I can live on my own later on and still be able to you know do the washing up um do the laundry a lot of people don't know how to do laundry apparently <laughs> and look at financial paperwork and things like that that people that are my age usually wouldn't know how to do until later so i think that having a bit of a head start is like quite an advantage so i'm really lucky i've been supported by pcavs for almost like seven years like i've gone through the young cares and the young adult care system I'm supported by my school in the, from the support department, which is really lucky for me because I know not, not, no, not everyone gets that. What I really love about PCAPs is that the people, like no matter, like I've met loads of young carers in my time and I haven't met one that I don't like, you know? I've got, I've, I can walk into a room and I don't know anyone and I'll still have someone that will be friendly to me, you know? And that is such a welcoming and lovely environment to be in. And I just think that that's just really nice. And I really like how the workers are so involved with each of the young carers, you know. So 
no matter what, they'll still like check up on you. They'll still let you know about opportunities that you might not be able to flag up for yourself. And they just really care. And that is so important and I value it so much. Hello, so I am here with Jenny from our Young Adult Carers again and with Emma who is a Young Adult Carer herself. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. So we are going to have a chat more specifically about Young Adult Carers, about the work of the Hub and about being a Young Adult Carer. So guys, to start us off, can you tell us what we mean when we talk about a Young Adult Carer? Yes, so a young adult carer is a person aged 16 to 25 um, who provides, it can be emotional or physical support um, to a friend, relative um, or neighbour who suffers from um, possibly an illness, condition, um, poor mental health or addiction. So how is a young adult carer different from a young carer or an adult carer in terms of their day-to-day and the challenges that they face? Having been both, um, being a young carer is more about like getting rest by, um, you know, helping you through the time. But, you know, when you grow up a bit into a young adult care, it's more about, you know, um, taking opportunities and kind of exploring what you can do, um, you know, growing up a bit and being more independent, hopefully, um, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so it's about that transition from childhood to adulthood. They're in a transition period. Um, and just like Emma was saying, um, they're taking up opportunities, they're making decisions about their lives, what job they might like, what subject they'd possibly like to study. Um, and like Emma said, you know, they're becoming more independent and thinking about living more independently. Um, so there's big changes going on in their lives there. Absolutely. So there are some challenges there that are quite specific to young adult carers. What sort of challenges do you face, Emma, as a young adult carer? Hmm. Well, obviously, I can't speak for everyone, um, naturally, being quite situational. But um, I feel like being a bit older, the practical help that one would give in the house is step up a wee bit. Because when you're a young carer, it is, um, you know, pretty much the same deal except you're you're a kid you're a a child and um so when you grow up a bit you know you've got you've got more to do you've got more more work if you're still in uh, full-time education or in part-time if you're in college and then you're also having to you know continue your caring role as before so it is quite a a (laughs) juggle to say the least yeah, so you have more things to juggle and to think about on a day-to-day basis while you're trying to work out what you want to do with your life whilst also caring for someone else. Yeah. So we talked a bit about that transition from young carers to young adult carers. Um, what was that like for you, Emma, moving from that phase of your life into this one? Or you're, I mean, I say this, you're only 16, so you're very <laughs> much in that transition from that phase of your life into the next what's that like for you it's, it's, it was pretty freaky I'm not gonna lie because I was in the PCAS young cares for quite a long time actually um so going from the environment of there being loads of people all the time around about the same age 
and the type of support being given was a bit different. Um, you know, they're they're more focused on, you know, having some fun, getting you out of the house, respite, one to one kind of support. But transitioning from um in, into young ad- adult carers, it's more based on well, it's it's smaller to start off. There's 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 less people about, but they're more close to your age group and they're all kind of we're all in the same kind of phase um which is a bit different to young carers everyone's you know there's a quite a wide range of ages going on there and you know a lot of people are um just kind of figuring out what they want to do so jenny could you tell us a little bit about how the young adult carer support is is different and helps people to move on from their role as young carers It's got a strong focus on one-to-one time because, as we said earlier, young adult carers, um, they're making some decisions in life um, in terms of education and employment. So we do like to spend a bit of extra time giving support that way and ensuring that um, young adult carers' needs are being met when they're applying to, say, college or university, that they're aware of uh, the things that they're entitled to. and it's, you know, it's also about building that independence and ensuring that they they have their caring responsibilities, but they also, you know, are going to live their own life as well. Um, but we still have, you know, we still run weekly groups um, because that social side of things is so important. Um, a lot of young adult carers will say that it's it's nice to be around people who might be in a similar position to them um, and can truly understand. Um, And we also still do, you know, day trips and residentials because that's part of the respite. It's really important that um, carers get a break from their caring role. So the theme of Carers Week this year is making caring visible. Jenny, if a young adult isn't maybe sure if their role is a caring role or if they would be able to get support from PCAVs from the Carers Hub, what would you say to them? I would say just give us a call, just give us an email and have a look on the website and we have lots of information on there. But honestly, just giving us a wee email or a call and we'll be able to help you um, understand if you are a carer or not. Um, but I think if you think you are, then you mostly li- most likely will be. And with, with regards to recognising if you're a, a carer, I think it's all about people being aware of unpaid carers. Because um, I, I think we're still lacking in awareness. Um, you know, we've done a great job this year with um, our EZC project, which... Um, is an education and attainment project and we've been going into schools and promoting awareness of um, carers there Um, but yeah just understanding who carers are um, and then you might recognize yourself but you might recognize that your friend is a carer and they might not be aware or you might recognize that your colleague is a carer and they might be aware not be aware Um, so yeah I think just knowing who carers are will increase um, carers recognising themselves and spreading the message that there is support out there for carers. So finally then, what things should 
someone look out for in the young adults in their life if they think I'm not sure maybe they have a caring role maybe they could need support what are a couple of things um, from each of you maybe that people could look out for well I'm not quite sure out in the big wide world how you would but um, being still in full-time education I know that homework is a big like flag I've noticed so if someone's um if their attendance is a bit um, wobbly or they have issues handing in homework on time, that's definitely like a, a first click of the, the brain that something might be um, slowing them down in that respect. Because I know quite a lot of carers, um, uh, myself included, have had some issues trying to get things handed in on time because you've got a lot less time to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So as well you know you can link that in with employment so if you have um colleagues or staff who are possibly late or tired or they're not or you have a friend who is often not able to come and join in on social events that you've organized or whatnot these are indicators that they might be carers because they might not have the time to go and socialize um yeah those are things to look out for Thank you both. That is really helpful. Is there anything else that either of you would really like to share with our listeners or let them know? Um, just if you think you're a carer or you think you know someone who is, then please get in contact with us because we really want to help and support in whatever way we can. Thank you both and thank you so much for joining us and I'm sure we will see you both soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Colin and I'm a carer. The person I care for is my wife, Catherine, who is age 65. She is suffering from a rare form of dementia and this is a form that strikes between the ages of 55 and around 65. I've been caring for my wife for some five years now. It took over four years to get a formal diagnosis of her illness. Since then, we have had support from PCAVs, ARC, Perth and Kinross Council, and my wife has a mental health nurse supporting her from Murray Royal. PCAVs have been wonderful in their support in as much as they take Catherine on a Wednesday, allowing me to have the day off and to carry on with my own hobbies and activities. The help we have received during this time has made a big difference to my life and it is well worth asking for assistance when you need it. It is very hard to admit that you need assistance but be assured that it is there for you when you need it. So I'm speaking to Amy Kay from Adult Carers about her role within the Carers Hub. So Amy, introduce yourself. Well, hi, Amy B. Um, I'm Amy Kay from PCAV's Carers Hub and at the moment I am the Adult Carers Development Worker. And what that means is that I arrange training and events and 
do a lot of work with the social media and things for the Carers Hub. And at the moment, obviously, things are a little bit different. However, we are actually in preparation for Carers Week, which starts next week um, on the 8th of June. Obviously, when this goes out, it'll be Tuesday, Tuesday of Carers Week. It will, hopefully. Hopefully it'll all, hopefully it'll all pay off. I'm sure it will. Um, we've been really busy and we're trying to do our best to prepare something for carers um, without having our usual events that are that are put on through Carers Week. So this year we are sending all of our registered carers a little pack which will come through the post and hopefully everyone will have one by now. In that pack there's going to be a booklet which has some useful information in it about our services, about our health and social care partners services um, and also some tips for relaxation and sleeping better. So hopefully our carers will find it a really useful resource. We're really excited for everyone to get it and we're also sending out um, a lovely little surprise window sticker. So we hope that everybody will pop that on their windows and car windows to show support for unpaid carers through this week. Oh, brilliant. That sounds really, really good. Hopefully that'll um, really raise awareness in the community. Absolutely. And that's one of the key goals for Carers Week, um, which is an, it's actually an annual event where we try to raise awareness and we try to also identify carers in the community that um, haven't recognised themselves as carers yet. So we're hoping that through this week we'll be able to reach some people that might need our support. Um, the difficulty with unpaid carers is that a lot of people don't recognise themselves as a carer. And so they basically view what they do as just sort of part of their life. A lot of people care for family members, but sometimes it might be a neighbour or a friend who is maybe elderly or disabled and needs a bit more help. And not all carers provide physical support 24-7. Sometimes it's emotional support um, and sometimes it's practical support, such as picking picking up shopping or sitting and having a wee cup of tea. So there's lots of different levels of caring. So it can be as basic as that then? Absolutely. So really like the day-to-day responsibilities of like the adult carers then can vary based on the person they're looking after? Absolutely. It can depend on a lot of different factors. A lot of carers, will their duties will vary on the, the condition that they're cared for has. For example, somebody who's caring for somebody with dementia, their, their sort of caring role will be a lot different to somebody who is looking after maybe a child who's got additional needs. So their needs as a carer can vary significantly as well. How we support them can obviously, we have to look at different ways of supporting people depending on their caring role. So what would you say, because obviously um, before this, Jenny, I've spoken to the young carers team and the young adult carers team, would you say there's any specific differences between the young and the young adult carers with an adult carer, aside from just their age? I say I would say sometimes that the actual caring itself may be similar. So again, it's that emotional, practical or personal care. I think the difference comes in with the impact that it has on a carer, the impact that it has on their emotional health, on their physical health and on their mental health. The statistics tell us in Scotland, eight in 10 carers say that their health is worse because of caring. This is obviously adult carers that I'm talking about. 
Um, and that's you know, that's a massive amount of carers whose health is impacted in a negative way because of their caring role. But what I would say with that is that a lot of carers wouldn't have it any other way. You know, they're they're caring possibly for a loved one or a friend and it, it might be really challenging, but it's also hugely rewarding for them if they get the right support. So essentially what we're trying to do with our services is make sure that they have that support and to reduce that negative impact that caring has on them. So obviously you've touched on the challenges faced by adult carers and like how you work to support them through that. Uh, what sort of what sort of specific support do you offer for adult carers? So usually out with um, the current COVID-19 outbreak, we offer um, respite opportunities. So we have a day club in Perth and in Blair Gowrie where um, a carer's cared for can uh, go in for a day or two um, a week to give the care for some respite. We also have cafes, little carers' cafes and groups. And, you know, another massive part of looking after carers is peer support, support that they get from other carers who understand exactly what they're going through. So we like to connect carers with each other as well. We offer training and training and courses for carers. So that could be for things, you know, sort of for themselves. So things like mindfulness classes for looking after their physical health, or it could be sort of practical training, such as like first aid and things like that. We can offer respite grants. So there's Time For Me, which um, you can apply for a little bit of money towards something that will help you or a trip. And we can also offer access to counselling. Another massive service that we provide is the telephone support service, which is hugely busy. There's a lovely um, team of ladies in there who telephone carers. And again, it's just about having someone to talk to sometimes and providing that listening ear. If you would like to register with us as well, we can also offer a caring support plan, which um, our one of our support team would do with you. At the moment, during COVID-19, we are offering telephone support and signposting to other services, such as shopping and prescription pickup. A lot of adult carers are also in the shielded group, so that has um, been a bit of a struggle for them. Um, and what I would also say is that if you are a carer and you're not currently registered as a carer or supported by us, then you can still be in touch with us um, for support and we will see what we can do. Even if it's not a support plan that you want at the moment, um, we can keep you in the loop with things that we're also offering that you might be able to access and might also be of help to you. So just to round off, how can... Members of the community who see someone who is a carer but aren't a carer themselves, what can they do to support those in a caring role? So again, it comes back to the fact that carers come in all different um, shapes and sizes and everybody's caring story is different. So what I would say to anyone who knows a carer and would like to help is to actually just speak to them, see what they're struggling with, reach out, because sometimes actually just a cup of tea is enough to get somebody a little bit of respite and sharing, share, you know, everybody knows sharing your problems can can be a massive weight off your chest. But in terms of supporting a carer, it will very much depend on that, in, that individual carer's needs and their individual caring role. So um, what I would say, though, if you do know about our services is you can absolutely pass our information on to anybody that you think 
might benefit. The Health and Social Care Partnership Strategy figures suggest that there's many, there's over 1,400 carers in Perth and Kinross. And we certainly don't have that many people registered with us. It would be great if we would be able to support more carers um, if they can self-identify or maybe be referred into our services because we're here to support them. That's what we're here for. There's a massive amount of carers in Scotland. Three in five of us will become carers at some point in our lives in some form or another. You know, carers save the Scottish economy over 10 billion per year. There's a, a massive amount of people out there who are providing care for somebody and doing a fantastic job of it. And what I would say is that in order to be recognised as a carer and supported by us, you don't necessarily have to be in receipt of carer's allowance. And the person that you're caring for doesn't need to be receiving a social care package. So I would encourage everybody, um, if you know, if you do think you're a carer and you would like support, please, please do reach out to us because there may be something that we can do for you. Perfect. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to me today um I feel like I've learned so much and I hope that everyone listening has even if it's just that they've learned that they are a carer that's a massive step for them so thank you so much for all that information no absolutely thank you for having me <laughs> hi Mel hello so you are a member of the Carer's Voice and I would love if you just tell me a little bit about the Carer's Voice and who they are and what you do. Yes, well, Carer's Voice, um, we're a group of carers and ex-carers, former carers. Uh, so we, we've all had the caring experience and um, speaking personally, the person that I care for passed away, so I'm no longer a full-time carer. But having an understanding of what a difficult role being a carer is, I felt that I wanted to stay around and, and support new carers. So one of the things that I did was to join Carers Voice. The Carers Act decided that the local health and social care partnership had to include carer representatives at all of the planning and strategic meetings. And so we needed to be there. Um, carers Voice has a number of representatives on all of these committees and we go along and we we try to steer things in the direction that's best for carers we try to raise awareness of what the current problems are for carers and come up with solutions that we feel would make life better for carers in order to do that we have to have feedback from carers so we have a monthly meeting but carers in general don't have time to attend meetings so what we we also do we've got levels of membership we've got members like myself who are carer representatives and go to all the meetings we have other carers who come to our meeting our monthly meeting and feed us information from their group of carers and then we have what we call our reference group that we've signed up and we have a database and they can they've got our um, email address and our telephone number anything comes up that's a problem for carers that they think we might want to look at, they can get in touch in and give us that information. And likewise, if we've heard of a new problem and we want to quantify the problem, then we can get in touch with them and say, is this your experience as well? So we, we do as much as we can that way. We also get out and about to all the carers' events around the area to try and meet as many carers as possible face to face. And 
we offer to go out and talk to carer support groups about who we are and what we are so that as many people as possible know us and know what we do. Um, I, I have to say the most difficult part of the job is getting carers to open up and tell you what's happening. In a face-to-face -face situation, they're fine. Um, if I go to a carer support group, by the time I've been there a few minutes and they've gotten there, I mean, we're all chatting, they all come out with their stories and tell me all sorts of things. But I'm only reaching a very limited amount of the carers in that way. And um, the ideal way is for them to sign up to the reference group and, and just keep in touch. Just let us know. When I've asked people why they're reluctant to do that, they say they don't want to get involved. And I think they're afraid that if they say that this should be better, we're going to stick them in front of health and social services and say, what are you going to do about this? Now, that's not the case, you know. And in fact, uh, we don't work in a real confrontational way with health and social care ourselves. We're a partnership. We work together. And, um, you know, we've established credibility on all of these strategic planning groups. And so we'll go along and we'll raise awareness of a current problem. We'll offer what we believe to be a solution. Health and social care will tell us why what we want might not be exactly what can happen because, you know, in an ideal world, you would be able to do everything, but we are now uh, because of staff and restrictions, cost restrictions, you can't have everything you want. So what we do is we try to come up with the best that we can give the carers with what's available. Well, yeah, that's what we're all about. It's a very informal group, very friendly group. Everybody's welcome to come along and meet them if they do have time and they'd like to. Um, we have a chat. We don't, we're not formal insofar as we don't have a committee. We have a chairperson, Maureen, who uh, keeps us all on track and makes sure we don't stray too far off the belt. But actually, it's just like a meeting of like minds, you know, friends. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> meeting with other carers is very valuable, uh, you know, both for us because we learn and take stuff forward, but also for other carers because when you meet, when you first become a carer, it's like taking on a very specialized job without any formal training for it. And initially, it's overwhelming and you can feel as if you're failing in what you're doing and you're letting down the person you care for. When you meet with other carers at support groups and start talking about that, you find that they've all felt the same way and they can often offer you um, solutions to any little problem you might be having at the time. So it's very valuable. You see, the person I cared for had dementia, so I know a lot about being a dementia carer because my wife and I looked after my mother-in-law for about seven years and saw her through all the stages of the illness and we, we kind of know what it's like to be a carer for dementia. But there are many, many different types of carer out there. Even though the Carers Hub is working slightly different during lockdown, we're still here for carers of all ages. Everybody is still able to access our service and have either a young carer statement or adult carer support plan put in place that will help uh, you work your way through uh, what your needs are uh, in the year ahead. So please continue to, to get in touch with us uh, and partners can also still make referrals to our service. Another thing that's been continuing during lockdown is the Young Carers Voice Group and it's made up of a team of eight young carers who meet once a month to discuss varying items that affect the services and approaches that are put in place to support young carers. 
Uh, to date, they've provided feedback on documents and strategies related to young carers and hopefully going to be contributing on a national level in the conversations taking place during Carers Week 2. And most recently, they've obviously worked on the animated podcast that was released yesterday as part of Carers Week. So I'd recommend you go and watch that uh, to get a good insight into the life of a young carer. Yes, so if you feel like you're a carer and you need support, um, you can get in touch with PCAV's Carers Hub. Um, We have an online website, which is pcavscarershub.org.uk, or you can call us on 01738 567076. And we also have an email address, which is carershubadmin at pcavs.org.uk. We also have access to personal protective equipment, so PPE for carers. So if a carer wants to access PPE, they can phone us and they can also email um, Raymond, whose email address is raymond.jameson at pcavs.org.uk and we'll try and get that sorted out for you. That was a fantastic episode. A massive thank you to everybody from the Carers Hub team for joining us this week on our podcast and their Carers Week takeover. I hope you all have a fantastic Carers Week. And Jenny and I look forward to joining you again next week. See you then. Positively PCAPS is a member of the Fair City Podcast Network. Your hosts are Jenny Keenan and Amy Brexit. Thank you to all the staff and caterers of PCAPS Caters Hub who contributed to the episode.